Hey guys, I want to welcome you to the weekly Wednesday for the Financial Freedom Newsletter, where every week, every Wednesday, we delve into something inspirational, motivational, something excerpt taken from the Financial Freedom Weekly Newsletter. Wherever you are, if you're listening on Spotify, on iTunes, Google, be sure to click the like, subscribe, share, comment. Without ado, let's get into the show. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome everybody to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. And as you know, I talk about the four different types of freedom, time, financial, location, health. And in that light, I'm scouring the globe looking for people doing things on the cutting edge, changing the world and making an impact. So today we have Jake Thomas and he's a, he's a coach, he's an athlete, who's going to be talking about um, elite mindset coaching, success mindset. It's going to be a great conversation. So welcome to the show, Jake. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here, man. Yeah, I know uh, we had connected through Podmatch and it's a great way to connect podcast hosts and guests and so tell us more about how you got started and your journey and we'll go from there yeah for sure so my coaching program uh, is really a culmination of my life uh, so to speak in the good and the bad so it is an elite mindset coaching program based around leadership and accountability military principles personal growth and development and physical and spiritual nutrition so that's pretty much my life in a nutshell. And I figured, hey, you know, if I've found benefit from all this stuff, maybe a lot of other people could too. Yeah. And it's great. Uh, I really, because I've listened to David Doggins and um, really just, um, I love this uh, kind of military and like Navy SEALs. We're talking about mindset and accountability and integrity. And so, um, so we'll just get right into it. Uh, tell us about, um, so you, for uh, mindset wise, um, You've run a sub 3.30 marathon with no food and water. What's going on in your mind? <laughs> oh, man, you're going right to it, huh? <laughs> um, it's funny you mentioned uh, David Goggins. In his book, Can't Hurt Me, he references a guy from his buds class, Bill, quote, Freak Brown. If you read the book, you definitely know the character. Well, Bill is a good friend of mine, a very good friend of mine, and is someone that runs in the same circles that you mentioned in the mindset of a lot of those elite warriors and special operators it's definitely part of the uh the culture you know and the more you hang around those kind of people the more you attract that kind of mentality yourself and it just kind of becomes infectious within each other so you know uh what's his name uh roan jim roan saying you're the sum total of the five people you spend the most time with well like me bill brown and i spent a lot of time together the last few years and the other guys around that you know you kind of assimilate with one another and success breeds success so if, kind of give a quick interjection before i answer your question about the marathon say like look around what your circles are people who are you hanging out with where are you spending your time how are you investing your time or are you wasting it away so that's just a little nugget for the listeners as far as the marathon 
I just finished a half marathon in New Orleans on Halloween. I'm originally from New Orleans. We do not need excuses to dress up for anything. We love to do it, but to run a half marathon on Halloween day, I thought was just super cool at home. And I trained a few weeks for it. I was already in decent shape, trained a few weeks for it, ran a sub 90 minute for that. And as soon as I finished, I was like, man, I feel really good. I feel like I could do this twice in a row. And I did that, fasted the day of and without water on the course, just kind of like I was running, my pace was good and they were handing out the water. I was like, ah, I don't need it. And then two miles, three miles, 10 miles. And before you know it, the race is over. So <laughs> right when I finished, I was like, okay, let's see if I can crack a marathon and, and try this out too. And so I hunted down the nearest one and it was Philadelphia, uh, November 21st. So I had three weeks to train, which is not a lot of time, but <laughs> that was the story. And there it went. Uh, yeah, it's interesting because, uh, you know, with the Houston marathon and, uh, you know, I did, I can't, I, I've never done, uh, under four thirty. And as I age, it's like diet, nutrition, sleep, and all these, and, um, your age is catching up to you. Um, so you talk about this diet, I know, and again, this is not, none of this is advice, but you talk about a carnivore diet and, um, and tell us more about, you know, kind of your thinking around, uh, diet and nutrition. So great question. First off, the number one most impactful thing any of us can do in regards to our health is controlling what we put into our freaking mouths. It's not medicine. It's not religion. It's not your parents. It's not <laughs> your education. All that matters. It's not your wellness. It's not your mindfulness. All that matters. It's not your exercise. Hmm. All that matters. But the number one thing that you can do to have the most profound impact on your health is controlling what you put into your freaking mouth. If I can get that tattooed on my chest and wear it around, honest to God, I would, man. If people ask me, what's the secret? What's the one tip? That's it. It's not what most people want to hear because most people want to eat the way they quote want to eat. They want to be slobbish. They want to be gluttonous. They want to enjoy things to their wording. They want pleasure over purpose. They want to be able to eat cake and have it too and da 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 and, and essentially be like i said gluttonous whereas if you treat your body right truly 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 right it's capable of i don't want to call it miraculous things but like it's just capable of being human and most of us just live suboptimally and from what i've found through testing diets on myself using myself as an n of one for multiple diets vegan vegetarian pescatarian mediterranean standard american bro diet, if it fits your macros, keto, paleo, whole 30, and now carnivore and animal-based, I guess. Each of them, I experimented myself, I experimented on myself for a minimum of one year. Mm. I love stats, Chris. I'm a statistician nutball. I loved it in undergrad. I loved it in grad school. Finding correlations with data requires ample sample size. So when someone tells me, yeah, I tried this diet for, you know, a week, I'm like, get the frick out of here. You know, I did it for a month. No, it's not long enough. You know, three months, hundred days, you're starting to get there. But for me, I set a minimum of like, I'm going to do each of these for one year. And I've done each of them for one year. And because of what I found in this one, this is now my third year going uh, carnivore and animal based. I can't seem to shake it. And to me as yourself, I'm a scientist. And the absolute role of a scientist at his heart is to constantly try and disprove your hypothesis. It's not trying to be correct and beat on your chest and say, I'm right. This is dogmatic. This is absolute. This is law. No, it's about trying to constantly disprove 
your hypothesis. And dude, I cannot disprove this one. That's and that keeps me coming back. I'm just like, okay, I'm gonna try this again and see if I can't crack the code on this, but it keeps debunking me. Yeah, it's yeah, and really it's it all comes down to you know science and nutrition. And you know, I, I study um, you know, when I when I was younger, I thought I could just run harder or exercise and, and just, you know, just but then your body and then now it's like your body can only take so much and then it's it's all it's almost 90 percent you can't outwork a bad diet brother you yeah. cannot outwork <laughs> a bad diet as a kid you can you know and, and we see it with children sadly the the most place the, the the place where it's the most obvious is with our children because you go to any one of our friends your relatives my brother his wife like their kid you know my friends kids they're all eating cheerio or lucky charms they're snacking on starburst they're eating sweets and treats rarely do you see kids these days eating whole food mm. literally like next time you're around a bunch of children see what parents are feeding them and i'm going to get crucified by parents out there you don't even have kids you're not a parent you're not even married all right well it's objective data it has nothing to do with me or my emotions this isn't like a personality thing this is just the world as i'm seeing it right and the fact is the obesity increase in not just the United States and not just in adults, but in children since 1980 at a vertical slope to now, I would say is pretty goddamn obvious evidence of what's going on. Children are not being born that way. They are being made that way very quickly because they're developing, they're evolving at a rapid, rapid, rapid rate. That's what kids do as they develop. But what they're being fed is causing that obesity to take place. So it's right there in front of us. We hand this to them with a smile or our grandmother gives it to us with a smile wrapped in a bow and it's it's all cute and nice but in the end it's actually one of our biggest detriments and it's right there in our faces yeah um and uh the, the other thing is um you know you study like you know top the greats they uh like tom brady and olympic athletes and like you when when you're young you're good but then like as you're old you have to think about longevity and you know rehab so i know you do a lot of interesting things with rehab and you know cold tell us more about that that's so funny <laughs> that you just asked that i literally <laughs> just came back from the apple store because i reacquired an apple watch i stopped using the watch at like the series four and then i'd seen a lot of the marketing for the new one it's like oh you know it can do all this stuff series eight well i went and tested the series eight this morning in a cold plunge it was 38 <laughs> degrees fahrenheit and the watch froze it locked up <laughs> And it's supposed to be rated to zero Celsius or 32 degrees Fahrenheit. And I was like, okay, well, here we go, 38 degrees. And I got in there and it locked up. And I was like, what the hell? So I went to them today and explained to them, oh, that's really weird. And then also that it often malfunctions with its sensor on the, uh, because of my tattoo ink, it can't penetrate that. And I'm like, you mean to tell me Apple, Apple cannot develop a sensor that can penetrate through this. Garmin can do it. Whoop can do it. There are other data trackers and Fitbit can do it fine, but Apple can't do that. Like, come on guys, what's going on here? You're supposed to send people to the moon, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I'm a big fan of hormetic effect, right? And that's what you're triggering when you do either extreme cold or extreme hot therapy. Yeah. Hormetic effect. What is that? We're talking about hormesis, something that in too much of can kill you, but just in the right amount can be tremendously beneficial. Right. And that's exactly what cold exposure and heat exposure are, because essentially you have this range of stress. I mean, let's say from zero to 50. And within that range is what you're able to tolerate. 
Well, if you can learn to expand that range, let's say from zero to 50, now it's 75, now 100, 125, 150, 300, et cetera, you're more apt to be able to roam in there and not feel so erratic if something shakes you off. And that's by learning how to manipulate your autonomic nervous system, learning how to deal with your vagus nerve when it's under stress, understanding your sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous systems and their reactions to fight or flight, voila, being in the cold or in the heat and not running, accepting the you know, environment as it is, realizing that you cannot control what you are in, but you can control what's inside you, right? And how you deal with that. So yeah, Tom Brady, Cristiano Ronaldo, LeBron James, Serena Williams, you look at any athlete, especially in the upper ages that are still in peak physical condition, and still in top performing condition. I mean, again, Tom Brady, Cristiano Ronaldo, Serena Williams, and LeBron James. They are all above 35. Tom Brady Christ is 45, you know, but all of them are above the age of 35. And still, I mean, Serena went out on top at that last US Open, still hammering <laughs> opponents, hammering them. I mean, she used to embarrass girls, you know, like to the point where it was, is this even okay? Like she's, she was so freaking good. One of my favorite individual athletes of all time, for sure. Possibly the greatest individual athlete of all time. The most dominating individual sport athlete of all time. Um, she might be up there for me. As far as in the other crew, you you look at them and how they take care of themselves. Quick story, and I'll, and I'll finish the answer to the question. When Cristiano Ronaldo went back to Manchester United a couple of seasons ago, within the first few days, he and the team were in the canteen having lunch together. And it was a, a Daily Mail article the third string goalkeeper was quoted as they were all in line uh, getting their chow and they looked down the the line to see Ronaldo what he was going to take right and they're all like leaning like this and it was it was the dessert section and he's just like you know just waved it off and they're all like damn <laughs> because they wanted dessert but he was like nah i'm good you know yeah. but right there like that's power of the product that's the power of the dedication like the results show and i think athletes it's just the easiest to see the what it equals to as far as in preparation and self-care yeah and um yeah it's and i like and i love studying um elite athletes especially you know performers and just uh their mindset and the way they approach things and trend new things. So, you know, a lot of people listening, they're like, oh, this is great. Um, you know, I could, you know, but I could never take a cold plunge or, you know, run, you know, uh, you know, seven minute mile. And then, you know, a lot of people, you know, listening out there, they have addiction. So they have like eating disorders or, you know, drug, food, alcohol. So tell us, um, cause you have a, you know, a lot of experience. How do you, um, what is addiction, the source of it and how you address it? So, all those things, first of all, I hate running. I used to really hate running. And even still now, every time I go on a run, I'm compromising with myself or I'm, I'm negotiating rather. Oh, come on, just quit. Like sometimes it's when the first mom, I'm like, oh, F this, you know. So that's there. I sustained injuries uh, in the Marine Corps called uh, bilateral anterior compartment syndrome. So bilateral, both legs, anterior front compartment syndrome. Basically, hernias within the musculature and the fascia tissue below the knee and above the ankle mm. causes a lot of constriction. And I had to have surgeries to open up both legs to alleviate that, to let blood flow out. Da, 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 da. The nerve damage I sustained through that was significant. And it gave me um, what's called uh, complex regional pain syndrome and uh, 
neuralgia and a bunch of other types of nerve injuries and, and ailments. I can't remember all of them because they're 10 syllables long each. <laughs> but the hyper and hyposensitivity that I've had since 2008 and nine from the surgeries is immense. So learning to run with pain was one thing and not liking to run, but having to relearn how to run given now how my legs feel after the fact, I didn't just wake up and do these things, these events, these marathons and these swims. Like I had to work at them. I had to relearn how to run. I had to go from crawl, crawl, walk, run. I could barely walk 30 meters before the surgeries because my legs were so messed up. And then after the surgeries, I had to rehab from walking to reestablish my locomotive gait, to re-understand my economy of running motion, literally from the ground up, step by step by step. Mm. Everybody loves to rest, Chris. Most people hate rehab. And I freaking loved it. Mm. That, was, that was the difference. When I was going through rehab, which was years, um, pretty much, because I had one surgery in 2008 and another one in 2009 because I couldn't do them both at the same time. I was like, can we just do both legs at once? And they're like, well, how are you going to walk, dude? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, it's a good point. But like, I would still bet on myself to do it that way. But still, so I had to do left leg first and do left leg rehab for a year and then right leg the next year and then do right leg rehab for that year and then learn them congruently moving forward. As much as I could have just quit on that and said, this is going to be terrible. Da, 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 da. I flipped the script and literally leaned into it. And I said, I'm going to recover better. I'm going to become bionic and superhuman. Da, da, da. It was just my mindset. It was a choice of how to perceive the circumstance, right? Viktor Frankl, his story from being a prisoner in the concentration camp during the Holocaust, the last human freedom he found was his ability and how to perceive things. And in his situation was what was being done to him meaning this was the only thing that couldn't be taken was his perception of the action being done to him. So if he didn't let it bother him, if, if, if he didn't mind, you know, mind over matter, if he didn't mind, it didn't matter. Now, granted, it's really easy for us to say from where we're sitting, but if a guy there mm. in that place under those circumstances can do that, why can't we do that anywhere else? Our thoughts, Chris, are things, man, and they paralyze us. Before we ever have a chance to get freaking started, we quit, we give in, we, we succumb to societal, familial, friendly pressures or criticisms or doubts or skepticism, whatever, and it does, they don't even exist, yet we let them be paralyzing agents to our success. In that is the same ability called spontaneous right action for you to choose other ways to say no. I'm not going to think that way. I'm going to think this way. And again, your thought is a thing and you just think the other way. So is it hard or difficult? It can be, but it's a simple thing. And the simplicity is objective. That's a matter of fact. So thinking one way or thinking the other way is simple. Whether it's difficult or easy, it's up to you. Yeah, I love that. You know, it's kind of like, um, you know, when you get triggered, it's like, um, you know, you have to kind of redirect your focus and your attention, you know, change your physiology, and then, um, you know, not linger and hold on and just, you know, negative downward spiral. Um, these are all fantastic discussions and um, real great ideas. And then how entrepreneurs and people can take these concepts and apply it in their lives. So uh, I really enjoyed this conversation, you know, from elite mindset and thinking, how do people contact you, follow you, 
and uh, work with you. Totally. Uh, lifelikejake.com, just like on the shirt and on Instagram at lifelikejake. And regarding addiction, like you'd asked about before and overcoming that, I've been there. It's an, another thing that nothing I ask of my clients or anybody that I work with is not something for the most part that I haven't gone through myself or still practice to this day. So me, recovering junkie, recovering abuser of alcohol, recovering abuser of himself, of his friends, of you know, pleasurable company, decadent behavior, indulgences of the highest degrees in life and never being able to be satisfied, materialism, hyper-consumer, arrogant, chauvinistic, like I had it all. Not the guy I, I was happy being. So to be able to draw from those experiences and empathize with people is where I find the most amount of benefit. I am not perfect. I was not born perfect. I'm every day is is work to try and improve to to not to get somewhere but to be right here and be happy with it in the present moment, right? And I call that living in conscience congruence, right? Because the moment you start to live in line with your conscience and really abide by what it's telling you and feeling there's nothing in the world that can touch you. And that's mm. truly being happy, healthy, and wealthy. That's what I do. That's what I preach. That's what I teach. And that's what I hope to help anybody that's hearing this today, not feeling well at all. Please hit me up, lifelikejake.com or at lifelikejake. And I guarantee you, within 30 days, your life will feel radically different. You will never feel better, look better, have more self-worth, yeah. period. Yeah. Uh, great conversation. Uh, be sure to check out uh, Jake's. Um, his resources will be in the links and show notes. Um, his Instagram, he's got over 18,000 followers and he's also on um, YouTube, TikTok, LinkedIn, Twitter, and check out his um, uh, application to his program, Life Like Jake. And with that, thanks so much for coming onto the show and um, thanks for a wonderful discussion. Thanks, Chris. It was great to be here. Have a great day, my friend. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. you are listening if you liked it be sure to like comment share subscribe we're on everywhere spotify itunes google amazon audible and without much ado be sure to thank this show's sponsors and we'll see you next week